This is the ATP Tennis Radio Podcast. Well, we're here at home with Feliciano Lopez, uh, the world number 56, the champion of Queens, the tournament director at the Mutua Madrid Open, and one of the busiest tournament directors around at the moment, I think, because you're still staging an event, Feli, an an esports event. Um, And I want to ask you about all of that. But first, how are you and, and where are you right now? I'm in Madrid at home since Indian Wells was cancelled. Few days after I I came back, and since then I'm in a lockdown situation. So far, nothing really happened in the last uh, 40 days or so in Madrid. As everybody else, I was you know following you know the situation, and it was really sad. You know what is happening uh, around the world, especially here in Spain, in my country. I think uh, Spain and Italy are probably the also with the United States are probably the the, the countries that are suffering pandemic in in the worst way but things are getting better slowly so you know hopefully in uh, in a few weeks we have a chance to go out and to start you know playing some tennis because I didn't hold my racket probably since uh, two months already since I left Indian Wells uh, I don't know I don't know about my tennis rackets I don't know I I don't even know where I have my tennis rackets right now so So, yeah, but I've been, you know, busy with the virtual tournament. I've been, you know, trying to make it happen with all the stuff, uh, you know, with all, all my teammates from the from the tournament. And, yeah, it's been I'm, – I'm doing okay. I'm trying to exercise myself a bit also. I usually in the mornings I do my workout and then I, I spend some time talking to the staff, you know, and trying to organize everything for the, for the virtual thing. And then – in the afternoons, I did a few live on Instagram. I did one with David and uh, Ferrer. We were talking about, you know, our new role, you know, being tournament directors in Barcelona and Madrid. This is the week of Barcelona right now. So we were just talking about, you know, this and also how we are dealing with this situation, you know, a bit of everything. No? And I did also another another live on, on, on Instagram with some other people and I, of course I'm, I'm always in touch with my, with my buddies you know with the other tennis players or friends and we just you know we keep in touch we just just basic things you know how are you how are you dealing with that where are you you know right now it's not about tennis you know anymore it's about health and how everybody is dealing with this horrible situation. How good are you at the live Instagramming? Because the reason I ask, it's quite funny. I was watching the Rafa. the one that <laughs> the one that Rafa did with Roger and Andy, and a lot of the video was Rafa just staring at the screen trying to figure out how to do it. It was so funny. But uh, are your skills a little bit better than Rafa's? A little bit better, but I'm not <laughs> such a technological guy. I'm I'm not uh, the best at that, but. I think better than Rafa, yes. I, I am a little bit better than him. But uh, yeah, this is also an, an issue and sometimes and we, and we, have, uh, we have a lot of concern with that, no? And how, how are the players, you know, playing, are going to be, uh, how, how is the connection that they have at home? Because, you know, 
to play this virtual tournament the, the wi-fi has to be quite fast and uh, otherwise it's gonna be you know interruptions during the matches and this is something that we don't we don't really want and uh yeah we'll we are very you know we hope that it's gonna be okay because normally now everybody has a good connection at home but this is something that we have in mind no? to, to be sure that everybody has a good connection. So come on, we've, we've kind of mentioned it a few times now without actually saying what exactly it is. T- t- for the fans out there who perhaps don't know and haven't heard about this, what is it? Let me tell you, this idea came up from, uh, it was Gerard, our CEO, who came up with this uh, beautiful initiative based on two things. I think uh, the first one is to give the fans something in these days of uncertainty where everybody is at home with uh, nothing to do. They, they, don't, they don't even watch tennis because tennis is not happening at the moment. So it's a great opportunity to give them something nice. They're going to be able to watch their favorite players, you know, competing, even if it's a virtual competition, but they're going to be competing and, and they're going to have the chance to see the players on the screen also. It's not only the match that they're going to be able to see. They're going to be seeing also the players, which is something I think very nice and cool. And then we have, uh, we have prize money, as you might you know, read. Or, and, and this prize money, we want that the players, they will donate to the fund uh, that ATP and WTA have you know, to help those players that they are struggling right now in this, in this situation, rank players, rank 150 and beyond. So, yeah, based on those two things, we, we are really working and on this uh, nice initiative. I think it's, it's something new. It's a lot of efforts, you know. We are trying to, to make it the best, the best we, we can do because it's, we, have not, we, we don't have much time. It was something very quick. So during the last two weeks, we've been working really hard to make this happen. And hopefully it's going to be okay. We are very happy that the feedback from the players so far was amazing. Uh, most of them are already practicing. We, we had to send the PlayStation to some of the players because they, the, we have some of them that they are not uh, really gamers. They have the PlayStation now and the game. And, and so far, it's, it's great. The feedback was great. They're practicing and they're really looking forward to to play this tournament. Let, let's just talk very quickly about which players we're talking about here. So it's a it's a dream lineup of a draw. You know, you've got young and old, tall and short. It's a bit of everything. Um, so David Ferrer, your, your good friend, um, Francis TFO, so immediately old, old and young. Um, we've got Lucas Puy, Fabio Fanini, Gail Monfils, Andy Murray, your good friend, John Isner, Karen Hatchinoff, David Goffin, Diego Schwartzman, Sasha Zverev, Denis Shapovalov, Stefanos Tsitsipas, Kane Shikori, Dominic Team, Rafa Nadal. How did that work with recruiting the players? Did the players just, as soon as they knew about it, have the players been asking you? The, the idea was to have uh, the best players in the world because we wanted to make it real or at least you know, close to be a real competition because the message also is to have the players competing. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, you know, something new. It's virtual, but we want to keep this competition spirit alive, you know, in, in them. And then we were trying to have as many good players as we can. And I start asking players. And, uh, yeah, we have, I think the lineup is great. I mean, uh, 
they were very enthusiastic in the beginning, most of them. We have uh, Rafa, Andy, we have Gael, which is a great gamer. Andy is quite a good gamer from what I heard. There's some other guys that they don't know uh, how, how to connect the PlayStation to the TV. <laughs> but we have some other players that they are really you know, familiar with that. So that's why we wanted to make sure that everybody has time enough for practice, you know. And the draw, presumably, is going to happen virtually as well. This is going to be an event in itself. How's the draw going to work? I cannot tell you everything. <laughs> but, yeah, we are. It's, it's kind of a surprise, but we're trying to make it very real. So we, we're going to be also, we're going to have the ATP, the WTA, everyone, you know, on board, trying to help also with different things because we want to make it very real. And uh, yeah, you will you will see some nice surprises in the in the following days. I hope. And so the fans can watch. How does that work? Where, where do the fans go to to watch this? We're still, you know, dealing with the companies because we don't know who's going to be finally the streaming company. And there we're trying that this company send the signal to the TV. So in Spain we have uh, Teledeporte and some other you know, channels that they will probably help with that. So it's a real option that we can watch uh, the matches live on TV. It will be on streaming and probably also on, on, on TV. Wow. And, and as tournament director, how much, how much, how many other events, how many other tournaments have you watched? Because presumably, you, you know, they're, they're big events, these, you know, huge events and worth millions of dollars some of these events um have you watched many to see kind of how they work and what the kind of vibe is i watched kevin durant playing uh this last week or two weeks ago i, I watched a bit uh, i watched also our goalkeeper of real madrid uh courtois he was he's a good gamer he plays uh, he plays fifa against some of uh, his teammates or some other buddies from you know from other teams and yeah, the audience is huge. I mean, there's there's a lot of people, you know, in this in this wall of gaming that they are really looking forward to to watch their you know idols playing. Or sometimes they play against them also. So sometimes they give like Courtois or some of the players I saw that they give the chance to a, to play a random person against him. So he chooses someone from online and, and they play. So it's really cool for the fans. And uh, this is something that we would like to introduce as well in, in, in our game, no? somehow to have some, some players playing against gamers. So we make this a bit more interesting. And yeah, it's going to be also a lot of interaction in between the players because they can talk each other where they're going to have a webcam. So as I told you before, you, you're going to be able to watch the match and the players also on the screen. And yeah, it's a, it's a lot of work though. We We are... We are working nonstop to make this happen. I tell you what, when you look back in a few years' time, when you finally do hang up your playing rackets and you look back at your first two Mutua Madrid Opens, goodness me, they're, they're going to they're gonna go... Just I don't know what you're going to remember of the two of them, but, I mean, they're so different, aren't they? And uh, obviously, I, I was wondering earlier, just, you know, thinking about talking to you today and... Last year just must have gone by in such a blur for you just because of all that happened with your first event and and then everything that you organized for your good friend David. I mean, how much 
do you look back on that event as a, a really important week for you now? It was a huge experience for me working in, uh, in Madrid. It was amazing. I mean, it was very tiring, I have to say, because uh, I was focused on things that uh, I was not used to. And normally I have to worry about many other things. And all of them are very different. And, and all of a sudden I have to focus on many things that uh, I'm not used to. And that's why I was very tired at the end of the week. But I was very happy at the same time. Because just to have the opportunity to see tennis from the other side and, you know, it's, and, and to be able to learn so many things that I would never imagine, I was just very happy. And uh, overall the experience was great. And, and, and then this year, it's, it's, you, know, you know, it's a big change because we, I don't know, we need to, you know, somehow, re, I don't know, came up with this idea because nothing is going on at the moment. So it's, it's another thing that I will, you know, I will be very happy, you know, in, a few, in, in 10 or 20 years time, looking back to this thing, to this virtual tournament is going to be also amazing. But uh, talking about the last year, I think the 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 beat Ferrer, you know, thing was something spectacular. I felt very happy for him because I wanted uh, something very special for him because I think he deserved it. He deserves to have something very special because of his career, his personality, everything. And uh, yeah, I think it was very successful. You know, the court was full. Uh, he had. All, all his friends there, most of the Spanish teammates were there. It was amazing. It was a beautiful day for him. And I'm very pleased that we were able to make this happen. What is the reality of this moment right now f- for a tournament financially? I mean, I, for a tournament like the Mutua Madrid Open, how much of a f- financial black hole has this created just for this year or even moving forward everybody is suffering the consequences of this you know pandemic and economically everyone is struggling right now i mean so far we have a great support from our sponsors and i want to i want to thank them for that we are most of them they've been on board for many years already so mutua for example dam the city of Madrid, they've been supporting the tournament from the very beginning, from the, from the first year. So far, we are very happy with them. Of course, we're going to have some issues, you know. We're going to have, you know, economic, you know, problems as everybody in this situation, you know. But uh, so far, we are very happy. We are, we are a big tournament with big support. and We have to go through this situation. And, and, and our goal is to, to make this virtual tournament, you know, the best and give the people something new and, and great. And then, of course, we have our minds in the, the chance of, of, you know, making the event uh, later in the year. I don't know if this is a, it's very realistic, but uh, there, is, there is a window open, you know, and, uh, and we, we don't know yet. If not, our focus will be to make our 20th anniversary something very special next year. I wanted to ask you about that, actually, just the reality of moving an event, you know, and just simply saying, right, okay, we can't play it now, so we'll play it later in the year. I mean, <laughs> it sounds easy, but presumably it's not easy. Give us an idea of the 
the the amount of time you would need in order to get an event up and running again, having been in this situation? I would say two months, two months, or maybe a little more for us because uh, we need to. There's a lot of work to do in 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 our venue, just to have everything ready. But uh, I would say two months. You know, when you announce the cancellation, it's and then you have to announce that you're gonna re redo the tournament in four or five months after the announcement. It's tough also to deal with the sponsors because in the beginning you told them that the tournament is gonna be cancelled, and then you have to go to them and and tell them, listen, there might be a possibility of, you know, making the event later, later in the year. So it's a lot of confusion and, you know, you have to be clear to everybody because otherwise it's not going to happen. You know, we need, we need them in order to have a great event and it's tough to deal with this. So far, we are very happy with them. They, they, were, very, they were very supportive with us. And they understand the situation that, you know, health is number one priority everywhere now in the world. But then when, when we knew about the chance, you know, of making the event in September, we went to them and we asked them, listen, there is a chance to have the event in September. And they understand and, and they're supporting. And really, I mean, there is a small chance, but it might be possible. We don't know. We need to wait. And maybe, I don't know, in one month or so, we, or maybe two months, we, we know more about the situation around the world. Because it's not only about Spain, it's about the world. You know, tennis is not going to be able to resume until we can travel, you know, freely around the world with no restrictions. So yeah. it's, it's about to wait and to be patient now. On iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and ATPTour.com, this is the ATP Tennis Radio podcast. This is ATP Tennis Radio, bringing you coverage of the ATP Tour, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's live commentary of Masters 1000 events. What a winner from Dominic Team! Selected 500 series weeks. Benettini serves out wide, big from Zonka! ATP Cup. What an audacious stretch backhand volley from the Australian just out of this world. And coverage of the Australian Open, Roland Garros and the US Open, courtesy of the official tournament radio channels. Nadal moves up, he's up the net, has to play a little drop volley, oh and he roars. This match has sprung into life. We also bring you interviews. Former number one in the world four-time Grand Slam champion Jim Courier. Features. It's been a joyous climb with you up at the O2. And yeah, now comes the hard part. We got to go down. News and statistics. 37 of the 45 matches that were played, the winner of the first set went on to win the match. And the weekly podcast. This week, we are back to the regular ATP tour with tournaments in India, Argentina, and France. To listen to ATP Tennis Radio throughout the year, visit the ATP Tour website and click on the listen button. Played it to the legs, he beat it! Oh my goodness, what audacity! Search ATP Tennis Radio on TuneIn or the Tennis TV app. Gets pulled right at a sharper angle. How did he do that? Or simply ask your smart speaker to play ATP Tennis Radio. Oh, ripping backhand from Tsitsipas! Can you do that? Match point down! This is ATP Tennis Radio. Feli, before I let you go, I also want to talk to you about 
Feliciano Lopez, the the tennis player, because you you are still out there playing tennis. You've played five tournaments already this year before uh, all of this happened, including a challenger in Mexico. Um, talk to me about that first. I played I played that challenger in Monterrey for the second time. I played it last year also. It was in a different day though, but uh, I love Mexico. People in Mexico, they treated me in a very nice way always. And it was last year I was, I was playing, I think, Acapulco and they, the people from Monterrey, the organizers, they came, they made, they offered, you know, the invitation to play there. And uh, I had a great experience. They had a very nice tournament, men and women combined. So I was very happy last year and it was a huge experience so far. And this year it was a perfect schedule because they have, uh, they moved the tournament to the week before Indian Wells. It used to be at the end of the year and, and they moved the tournament to that week. So it was, it was a perfect schedule for me to play Acapulco, then play this challenger in Monterrey and then going to Indian Wells. And, you know, Mexico, it's, it's a great country and, and they, they support tennis a lot. It's a lot of fans also there in Mexico and it's a great tournament to play. I, I recommend everybody to, to play. We're also coming up to what would have been a, a year anniversary um, from well, what is now a, a famous week in Queens. You won the singles title, you beat Gilles Simon in the final, and you also won the doubles title um, with your good friend Andy Murray, who was coming back from injury, of course. I mean, it was just an incredible week. Looking back on all of that now, does it feel a little bit like a dream? For sure. Everything that happened that week was magical. First of all, Monday, Monday that week, I was out of the top 100 for the first time in, I don't know, 16 or 17 years. I was set on a breakdown in the first round against uh, Fuksovic. Uh, I ended up winning that match. I don't, know, I don't know how. And then everything that happened after that match was magical, I would say. The fact that I'm playing with Andy when he's coming back, for the first time in the UK, in at Queens, at my favorite tournament. And then from Wednesday till Sunday, it was crazy because I was playing singles and doubles every day with uh, rain interruptions. Everything was, I mean, as I said before, magical because so many things, you know, needed to happen this week for making, you know, just, just for winning both singles and doubles in the situation that I was because I had, you know, I had lack of confidence. I wasn't winning many matches. And then all of a sudden, I win singles and doubles at Queens. So it was very unexpected, I think. And that's why also it was so nice and so, you know, magical for me. I was very pleased also for Andy, you know, because uh, I know how, how difficult it was for him to come back. I know everything he went through after the surgeries and, you know, it's been two years that he was, you know, unable to compete, unable to train. And I know he was suffering and I was very happy for him, you know, to be on Sunday holding the trophy together. It was, it was a dream really come true for me and, and I hope for him too. And how many of your chats together at the time were about how you were feeling physically? Because he was just coming back from injury. You were playing two matches every day physically how did you hold up was it okay i don't know i don't know i mean 
I was just flying, you know, all over the court. I mean, I was so happy. Everything, everything was going well. And uh, we had a conversation after the, after the single finals. I went to the locker room and he said, how are you feeling? Are you tired? And I said, I'm sure, Andy, that I have to feel tired because I played so many hours of tennis this week. But I feel that I have my energy, my levels of energy are really high still to go and play the doubles finals. I don't know. Is the adrenaline? I don't know. But I was really, really high. And, uh, and yeah, you know, it's, it's amazing sometimes that how can you hold this up even if you're tired, you know, because I played three sets that day. The day before, we played singles and doubles also. But I was okay. I was feeling, you know, good. And, and then I started the match pretty well. The doubles finals, I was, I was on fire from the very beginning. And, uh, and yeah, I think I was very happy. And this also contributed to my, you know, to have my energy levels very, you know, high. And this year, you'd already played five tournaments, as I said, before all of this happened um, at the grand old age of 38. What was the plan for this year to, to keep on going? The plan was the same as it was these past five, six years. I'm taking tennis one year at a time right now. I cannot look farther than that at 38 or 39 years old. It's one year at a time and then you evaluate the situation and then you think one more year? Why not? I mean, as long as I can play the best tournaments, as long as I can play, you know, the slams, the thousands, the 500s and for me, I don't see any reason to to give to give up and to and to stop playing. I'm healthy. I feel I I'm feeling good, you know. So why not? Maybe next year I have another chance to compete at the highest level. So I feel very fortunate, to be honest. I mean, I don't see any particular reason to stop playing at the moment. And there are others, let's face it, who are also out there at the age of 38. It's almost like you and Roger have a little. I don't know, a little side bet or a little side conversation to see who can keep on going the longest. I guess for both of you, though, it's it's just all about still being part of it all, still being out there in front of the fans, entertaining, playing tennis, being part of the big picture. Of course, he's in a in a very different situation. No? He's, he's the greatest player ever and his goals are different than mine. But... Uh... Yeah, I agree. I mean, we are we are thirty nine both. We still feel competitive. We still feel we have something to give out there, and uh, I think he has the feeling that he he still can, you know, win great great tournaments, and he still can, you know, challenge uh, Rafa and, and Novak and the best players in the world. And and for me, it's a little different, but it's also very challenging no? to compete uh, almost every week against players sometimes 15 years younger than you. This is very challenging, but at the same time, it's really amazing that, that you're able to do it. And it gives me a lot of energy to continue playing, to continue training. And uh, it's been like this for the last five or six years for me, honestly. And look, we look forward to seeing you back out there on a court sometime soon or b- before too long just finally what are we keeping you from what's next on your busy agenda today uh i have uh, an interview uh in 
two hours time with the Spanish uh, channel that I'm going to talk about the obviously the the tennis uh, virtual tournament, the Mutua Madrid Open virtual tournament. I'm going to, and, and also about, you know, life in general, no? There's a lot of uh, people now these days, sports people talking to the media, you know, about how, basically how, we, how are we dealing with this situation, you know? Because the, sometimes the people, when they're facing situations like this one, they need a little bit of hope. And I think the players, because of what we have to do, I think we are a little bit more stronger mentally than, than you know, the rest of the people, you know, because of, especially tennis is an individual sport and it's very uh, challenging, you know, mentally and it, it demands a lot of mental strength. And, uh, and yeah, I will, I will talk a bit about that and, and, of course, about the virtual tournament. Well, we wish you well. I am certainly going to miss your suits and your blazers, your wardrobe this year which went down a storm last year but we'll have to wait for that maybe September maybe 2021 I'll come with some new ones in September or next year (laughs) Feli thank you so much always great to speak with you and good luck with everything okay so bye if you like this podcast please search the iTunes store for ATP Tennis Radio to leave a review. review